The Entrepreneur MBA podcast purpose is to help existing business owners grow their companies past the $10 million in revenue per year benchmark. Here is your host, Stephen Halasnik. Welcome, everyone. My name is Stephen Halastic, and I'm co-founder of Financing Solutions. Over the last 25 years, I've built six companies in the $5 million to $25 million range. And I can't tell you how important it is for businesses to have a line of credit so they can make an investment in their business or even for unexpected emergencies. I can't tell you how many times uh, I was lucky to, to know over the last 27 years that I had a line of credit ready to go for myself. And because of that, my business partner, who also had his own businesses, uh, because of our experience of dealing with banks, uh, which was torture, uh, we created our our, our own company to help uh, small businesses with their own lines of credit. Our line of credit program is easy to get in place, inexpensive when used, and costs nothing to set up, making it a great cash backup plan. If you'd like to learn more about our line of credit program, please visit us at fscreditline.com. That's F. S as in financing solutions, creditline.com, or give us a call at 862-207-4118. If you apply today, we will even give you a $250 credit on file that you can use when you use your line of credit and if you use your line of credit. Just remember that the time to set up your line of credit is when you don't need it. So that way, when you do need it, it is ready to go. And because it doesn't cost anything, it just makes complete sense to get it ready to go. Today, I am very excited to be speaking with Elizabeth Elizabeth Pampelon from Absolute Marketing. Elizabeth is an international speaker, podcaster, minimalist, and expert marketeer. She has developed proven formulas that help herself and her clients to create one year of marketing content in five days. Her innovative approach helps overwhelmed business owners and burnt out nonprofit directors to achieve success and Freedom through the power of absolute marketing. Elizabeth, welcome to today's Entrepreneur MBA podcast. Thanks for having me. You know, when I when I read that intro uh, uh, of you, um, what caught my attention, which I think is weird, is minimalist because you don't see that word very much anymore, and and. You know, the way my mind or anybody's mind thinks uh, you jump around. But when I thought about running a business, you know, when you first start, you are, you're doing, you're putting all your energies in all the wrong things, right? And so when when I thought of that word minimalist and business owner, I thought, wow, really, you know, business is really come down to just a few things that you need to do really, really, really well. You need to acquire clients. You you need to have a lead generation and acquire clients. You need to to keep your clients. You need to make enough money off of your clients so that you can stay in business and pay yourself and make money and and hopefully grow your business too. Um, But we make it so complicated, don't we? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely what I've found. And and that's why I actually, I've had a podcast myself for, for several years and I changed the name of it this year to Marketing Minimalism because really that's what I've been teaching for years. And I really didn't just put a name to it until recently going, you know what, I'm just going to actually step out on this and say, 
No, I am a minimalist, not only personally, but I am a minimalist in my business as well. And I do feel that the industry of marketing, the industry of, like you said earlier, like finance, um, it makes everything so complicated when it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, I, I think uh, it's just, it's a really, it's a matter of an experience. It's not experience. The more experienced you are, I think the more the more you realize that minimalist uh, approach to running a business is so true, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, I go back and look at all the things that we do. That's why that's why people put in 120 hours a week or 100 hours a week when they first start because they don't really. It's not that they have that much more work to do. You do. I mean, you have to up it a little bit, but. It's just that you really kind of don't know where to spend your time and it's really the most valuable, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So today's um, topic, which I think fits right into that whole idea, is creating one year of marketing content in five days. And we're talking about that, of course, because of SEO purposes, correct? Yeah. And it's not just SEO. I mean, that's another thing, another one of those myths that's out there that SEO is like the only thing you need to play to. And it really isn't. Um, so the way that I approach things is we create the one year of marketing content in five days, but that actually means we're building a brand in a day, a website in a day, 12 months of social posts in a day, wow. 12 months of email marketing campaigns in a day, and 12 months of blogs in a day. So it's really the full package of everything you would need. Now, some people don't want to do a blog. They'd rather do a podcast. We can do that in a day. So, And it's not just me saying, oh, we'll do that in a day and give it back to you. No big deal. You are actually working with us. Like That's how the process that we do works. And so um, what I developed for myself many years ago was, again, that time versus effort thing, right? What am I, time am I putting out? How much effort am I putting into it? And what is he bringing me back? And I realized that with social media, I wasn't getting very much back at all. Was it helping? Yes, but it wasn't the only thing that was helping. I was also speaking. I was also networking. I was also, you know, talking to current clients about referrals. I was doing all of these other things. I had a good website. I had a blog that was going out. I had emails that were going out. So social media was this smaller piece. And so I decided to redistribute the time that I was spending across all the platforms rather than just focusing just on one. And once I developed that formula, it applied to so many pieces of what I was doing. And that's really the, where that minimalist mindset comes in. Now, the five days of marketing that you're talking about, are you finding that people who come to you for that um, are more startups? or No. Are, no. No, it's actually people that have been in business three to five years is our average, but I've had people come in 10 years in business, 30 years in business, and they've either never really done enough for their marketing. They've just kind of been squeaking by every year until they realize I need to do something real. <laughs> um, or they've had um, you know, a business that they took over that was an, from an older person who had done like the traditional way of marketing and now that person's gone. They're in charge. Now, what do I do with this? You know, because it's an existing business, but I don't want to do old tactics because those don't work at, at this point. So I've had people of all different business sizes, um, from solopreneurs to teams that are startups, but that are well funded. Um, so it's, it's really a huge mix, but it's not just for startups because this process can be done by anybody at any point in the business. Because everyone needs a year. Who wouldn't like a year of social media, right? Just done, in the can, ready to go. Don't have to touch it. Don't have to worry about it. Um, and any business can start that at any point. It's not just a January thing. Um, I've had businesses start in August and they go from August to August. And they've been in business for like five or six years. 
And they just needed this social media piece off their shoulders and to, to streamline that time and get that time back. How, how do you, how, how do you find that people find out about you? Mostly through the speaking engagements that I do. I speak oh. a lot. Um, I've actually been on over 200 podcasts as a guest and I've done over a hundred episodes of my own podcast. Um, and so I, I speak, um, whether it's a podcast I'm on, someone else's podcast, my own, or I just do speaking engagements. I do a lot of summits. Um, I did a lot of virtual summits during 2020, but in 21 and even this year, doing a lot of in-person speaking. I feel like that's coming back and people are really hungry for that. So that's really where I get a lot of my clients. Let's go back. I, w- I was doing the podcasts uh, where I was going on people's podcasts. I was I was doing it uh I went not regularly, but once in a while, and I was just doing it because I enjoyed it, not because I really thought it generated any business. Now the the pod, I do pod two podcasts of my own, and we've had uh, a total of over almost two hundred episodes now. So, so um, you know that's that's a little bit different, but I, you know I think it makes sense for me to kind of get back out there and kind of do the podcast. So um, I get asked, and I just kind of don't follow through on it, you know. So um, uh, the so let's let's dive into you kind of really said the formula already of how you're kind of doing it when you're doing a a, a website in one day mm-hmm. is it, what are you using for something like that so there's a couple different products but typically what we're doing is doing an eight hour process with the client so they're actually sitting there with us um, and I might have one or myself or one team member involved. Um, and then we basically sit down and we go through and say, what needs to be on the website? What has your website looked in the past? Um, do we need to add anything new? Is there any functionality that you're missing that was not on your previous website? Um, is there anything that is maybe on like one of the things that people always miss is the contact forms. Is it not working? (laughs) Do we need to fix that? Um, and so we go through all of the pieces, every page, what is the customer experience? And then we take that in the first two hours of our day. And then we just start making pages. We start implementing. Um, I've done it with WordPress. I've done it with Squarespace. I've done it with, you know, just Webflow, a bunch of different ones. Um, There are some that are better than others for certain clients. So we really try to focus in on that. But it's really an eight-hour process of just getting something done. And when people walk away, they walk away with a fully functional, fully launched, live website that is Everything they need in it is done. Even I've done e-commerce sites in a day. Um, so we just worked with an author a couple of weeks ago, and we did her entire site, put all of her book catalog on there. She's written over 25 books. Um, she's doing audiobooks now. And we did her e-commerce store, and we did all of it in one day. And she was thrilled because she had been meaning to do this. She'd been doing her own website for a while. She's been in business for about six years, and she just didn't have time anymore. She was just to that, that point where she was just so frustrated and she couldn't get this one thing to work. And then these things were breaking and she didn't know how to fix them. And so we got her into a platform that's going to be easier for her to manage on her own and trained her in that same day, how to do it and how to use it. So, um, that's the kind of process that we use. So how long did it take you before you kind of were able to refine all this down to five days? I was doing um, the traditional websites uh, in 2016, 2017. I'd been doing websites since 2000. 
And, you know, I started with, you know, HTML, CSS, coding all that by hand. Um, and then I got into WordPress and I thought that was really cool because you didn't have to do everything by hand. Um, and then, you know, came along with like Squarespace and Weebly and all those other things. And so I was doing just typical websites, though. I was doing 30-day systems with people. And I realized that most people didn't have time for me. They didn't have time to sit there and do a 30-day milestone four weeks, you know, um, and they would just ignore me for 28, 29 days. And then at the end of this, our contract, essentially, um, they would be threatened with, well, now you're going to have to pay more because we're going over contract. And then they would say, okay, okay, okay. And they would flood my inbox with everything they could think of that I had asked for over the four weeks. <laughs> and then I would literally cancel everything on my day. Um, whatever I was doing, I would cancel everything. And because of the obligation I felt to the client, what even though they kind of tripped me up and didn't send me the stuff in time, I would sit there and build an entire website in one day. And I would go back and forth on the phone with them and I would email them. And then I would say, okay, can we do a screen share? I need to show you this. And can you go look at the site and go check out this page? And it was just this really annoying, really frustrating and and so... I don't know, so anxious process. Like I just was so, I had so much anxiety for the whole 30 days. And then I would have this really, really anxious day. And at the end, they'd be like, wow, that was great. You got it all done. And and I felt like I was the punching bag there. <laughs> like I was the one that was yeah. getting all the heat. And they were just swooping in at the last minute and, and having fun. Um, and so I decided, well, what if I could just sit with that person for one whole day and just be done with it? Literally say, just this is it. And so I took my price, which I had to do, a high price because I could only take so many clients a month. And, you know, I had this whole process. I took my price, I cut it in half. And I said, I will do your website in one day. And I had a client call me. She said, a new client. And she said, I need this. This is perfect for me. And she said, but I also need a brand and I also need social media. And I didn't really offer that. I took, I literally, when I said, I'm doing one day, I took everything off my website and said, that's all I do. Websites in a day. And I had no idea if it was going to work, but I knew that I had done it before, right? I'd done it with these clients that were really last minute. And I said, great, we'll do your website. We'll do this brand. Um, I've built brands before, not in a day, but I'm sure I could figure it out. And then I said, um, and we'll do six months of social media in a day. And once I started doing six months in a day, I started realizing we could get so much more done if we had a little tighter process. And so after that first client that did those three days, I started realizing there was so much that could be done that way. And then I read Profit First. I learned about Parkinson's Law. Um, and I just decided that I could really refine these processes. So with each client that booked, each time it got better and better and better. And so now at this point, you know, five years in, you know, six years in, <laughs> we're pretty much running at a capacity of the, it's the tightest that it's, it's ever going to be, really. It's, it's the, the process and the formula is so refined at this point. Um, and I teach other people to do this too. I've taught other marketing managers. I've taught um, people who are in companies doing marketing. I've taught them how to do these processes uh, for their business owners they're working for. So it's really a teachable and easy process. What, what do you think? Like I, I'm now paying a designer $15,000 to redo my website. Um, and my website is not that it's, you know, well, it's, uh, it's, it's almost 2000 pages, but that's, mm -hmm. you know, it's a lot of blogs, but, uh, so what do you think the difference is? And I'm not asking you for your price, but what, what do you think? I'm, I know it's going to be half at least <laughs> of what I'm paying. Um, and you know, when I spoke to my SEO company that I work with too, um, my, the, my consultant, uh, you know, 
you know, he kind of agreed that 10,000 to 15,000 for what the designer was going to do was going to be, you know, acceptable. Right. And so what do you think you get for 15,000 that you don't get for your five day marketing process since you've done both? It's by the way, I'm Mm -hmm. more impressed, but they're actually, they're, they're, I'm in WordPress now, but we're redesigning the website so that the front end and the back end are much more separate so that, so that I can upgrade it more consistently every two to three years and not have this big, huge rewrite. Um, what do you think the difference is between, you know, doing the website in a day versus, you know, a big $15,000 project? Well, since I've done both, um, I would say I would ask a clarifying question. Is your does your site have a membership aspect? Has an application forms a a big part of its application and forms, but it's done through a plugin. Yeah. So what what I do is a little bit different only because I'm looking more at functionality. I'm usually getting people sites who don't function at all. Um, or someone who says, I like the way it looks, but it, I don't get anything out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really taking that aspect. I'm really beefing up that functionality piece. Um, for what you're doing right now as doing a redesign, um, separating those things, you're really getting into a, a much more technical space that I've, I used to program in access. So I know about it and I know how to do it. It's just not where I would recommend some people to go. So it really mm-hmm. depends on the situation. Um, I feel like, you know, I used to charge, I did charge 10,000 for um, a membership site that I did one time and it was a lot of work. Um, and the client was, it was a lot of wasted time. I will say that. And now I do a membership site in a day because I realized that the, the, the project scope and the amount of time really could be more minimalistic and we've gotten that down into a day. And so every time I hear someone spending even $3,000 or, or $5,000 or $10,000, 15 on projects like that, I want to look at that scope and say, why are we doing this? Why is this needed? Because a lot of times, sometimes it's just for the sake of having it, which is, I mean, if you want to have it, that's okay. But at the same time, is it serving you the same as if you know, for the money you're putting into it. And so same thing with like Facebook ads right now, Facebook is so saturated. Um, and that market with ads is very, very hard to utilize correctly. And there's only a few people I feel like in the entire country that know how to do that. Um, and so if you're putting all this money into it, what are you actually getting out of it? And are you willing to lose that money? And so with anything technical, because you're going to have to redo it in three to five years anyway, like you said, um, is it worth that actual amount of money? So for example, um, I had a client who was going into Squarespace and they went into it and it was 7.0, I think. And the next year 7.1 came out and you had to literally redo your entire site to get into 7.1. And they said to me, well, now what do I do? I've rebuilt my site. What I just did it. And I said, then wait, there's no point in having the newest, the fanciest, the latest because that's not going to serve you. It's not going to do anything different than what you have now. But now if they had said, okay, I'm in 5.0 and 7.1 just came out. Wow. The functionality is so different. Do I need to do this? Well, yeah, because you're missing these things that are going to actually help your business and help your bottom line. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's really about that. And when it's just for the sake of, well, we need to upgrade or, well, this might help us in the future. Honestly, for me, I don't know what's going to happen in three to five years. I don't know if I'm going to still be using the same 
processes or platforms that I'm using right now in three to five years. So how would I know to say, well, let's separate these pieces and it'll be easier next time. You know, I wouldn't even recommend that because for me, I'm looking at this from a two year process rather than, and then in, okay, maybe in two years we'll say, yeah, we got one more year in our site. Let's start looking for the next What's the next phase? Um, but most people even outgrow their sites in two years because they've grown their business. So um, so I just kind of look at it as, you know, what can we do that's going to be that minimalistic approach that's going to get us from A to B without really uh, giving us um, a hindrance on maybe our plan C, <laughs> which is we could take this money now and save it and plan do for our plan C, which is our third phase or whatever. Um, so I really just look at what people are doing, what's their process in their business. And one of the things that I do with my days is the reason I like spending a whole day with somebody is because I get to coach them through all these things. Um, And I get to sit with someone who's saying, well, this is my process now. I had a client that was doing something for her events and she was doing these weekly events and she had all these, she had these things laid out for marketing it. And it was just, it was great. And I said, okay, well, let's automate this and this and this. And then she said, oh, well, well, this is fine. We can automate those things, but we we can't really automate this last one because it just has to be done in person. And I said, well, why? And she goes, because we have to. And I just kept asking her why until she finally realized, oh, wait, we could automate that. (laughs) And so it's just one of those things. You don't know what you don't know until someone is there to kind of look in from the outside and go, wait a minute, we're washing the inside of the windows, but we're never washing the outside of the windows. That doesn't make sense. And they go, but we have to clean the inside. Oh, but we can't see out if we don't clean the outside. Okay, now it makes sense, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like with the web, you know, like, when we first uh, went with our first website, which was first redesign, which was five, six years ago, mm. you know, we, we just, you know, that was when um, WordPress uh, came out with templates, you know, where you could just, you know, which to me made complete sense where you could take an existing template, which for a hundred dollars, and then you can just, you know, use that template and put your information kind of in it, so to speak. And we did some customization with that and stuff like that. I, I really don't know why our website cost 15. I still don't know why, you know, I, and I'm the one who's in charge of it too. So it's, it's confusing to me that why I'm like, why can't I just take a website template? And I mean, yes, the biggest difference on our website is that we have, um, well, we, yeah, we have some additional tabs because of the, uh, of the podcast and the podcasts the articles, but you know, I, I kind of think the biggest difference is we have um, application buttons all over our website. All right. And where is does a, that go? And those go to a form and then someone yes. fills out the form yeah, and then that in. goes to you, right? Yeah, it actually, well, that, that's true. It, it does it interact with our CRM system. So a, yeah, so it's an embed. Yeah, that's yeah, a really I mean, simple thing. I don't think it's really that complicated. Yeah, no, that's uh, really simple. You're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I think when you start getting into, you know, we're a $25 million company, you know, yeah, yeah. when you get, when you're getting into, you know, a bigger company, you know, you, you're not just kind of pulling something off right off the shelf. I think, you know, it, it's, but I've never still, still. I don't know if I would go to a word. I, I don't know if I would go to a new WordPress template right now and just say, Oh, okay. Use this and plug it in. What we did last time was we got a WordPress template that we liked and then they customized the, the, the programming inside of it. You know um, this time we're doing it from a full scratch rewrite with no WordPress template. And uh, um, 
So uh, we'll, we'll, I'm working on it now. So yeah, and that's and that's the exciting thing. I mean, you can do as much or as little as you want, right? Like it doesn't have to be that it doesn't have to be a lot. It doesn't have to be a little. You can do it at the level that you want to. Um, and like you said, when you have a larger company, sometimes it makes sense to build something a little more custom. Um, but for my clients, a lot of what I'm seeing is they, especially the people who are doing like coaching, who are doing service-based stuff, telemedicine is really big. Um, and people who are making quite a bit of money, but they're also not having these huge staffs either. They're kind of DIYing some of this stuff. They know that it can be done a lot easier, a lot quicker. And so that's what my process really does is it helps people who want to kind of keep a little bit more of that in their pocket um, rather than paying it out to something that's not really going to help them or serve them. Um, and they can actually get some of these things done and move forward and still feel like they're being marketed, right? So they're not feeling like they're just dropping the ball and letting it go. And yeah, I got to do that, but it's done. And they've accomplished it in one day. And we do have a flat day rate, by the way. So it's not even anywhere near what you were mentioning. Yeah. No, I figured. I figured. Um, yeah. Well, I kind of think what, like, what you're talking about is something that's good for a smaller business. So, you know, like, let's say a revenue that's under $3 million, $5 million. Like I, and, and something that's not as complicated, like I can see with an author, definitely, you know, um, a coach, uh, a single person type of business. I can kind of see it. Uh, are, are you? Are you? Because we built intranets too, so that's another thing. Oh, really in, in like in the day, like the intranet for like the um, the back end for you know the team to use. So yeah. that's another another good application for it too. Yeah, I get it. It makes complete sense to me. Um, did the? Um, are you finding that clients are asking you to actually write the? Not just maybe you, but someone on your uh, on your staff, or you're outsourcing it actually write the content to uh, like write articles and stuff like that? No, actually we, the re, the way that we do the blogs um, that you're actually writing them on the day and then we copy edit them on gotcha. the day. Gotcha. So we're really trying to get people to talk about the stuff. Cause a lot of people say, Oh, well, what am I going to, I don't know what I'm going to write about in six months. I don't know what's going to be trending. I don't know what I'm going to need to say in six months. And yeah, that's true. But what we want to do is get off your plate some of the things that you should be saying all the time, because usually in our businesses, there are some things that just don't change. There are some truths, some principles in every industry, in every business that are the same since the beginning of the industry. Um, and there are things that you just want to educate people on. You want them to know. And that's really what helps with your SEO is right, that right there, because that's what people are searching for. How do I, where do I um, what's the best, right? Those kinds of questions come up a lot. And I think that entrepreneurs in any any capacity, whether you're a large business or small business, we forget to say the things that we should be saying all the time because we get focused on the ooh shiny and we talk about what's happening right now. And then we don't think that the typical things that you should know or that we think people already know because we know what we know and we just think assume that everyone else knows it too um, in a way. And so when you're talking about people who are trying to educate on a topic, especially a topic like this, so marketing, everybody knows how to market themselves, right? I mean, people know how to do it. They know what they should be doing. You get a website, social media, maybe send some emails, probably should have a blog, maybe you should have a podcast, and maybe you should do video. Like that's kind of the general gist of it, right? People know that. But what they don't know is that they don't have to spend the time on it. So how do I talk? I have to educate on that. I have to, how do I say that? But I need to talk about that 
all the time, right? I need to say that over and over and over. And if you listen to any of the podcasts I've been on, there's over 200 of them. You probably won't be able to listen to all of them because I haven't even listened to all of them. (laughs) Um, But if you go on there and you look at that, you're going to see the same topic over and over and over because this is the message that I have. And so if my messaging kind of skips over this, even though my website says, hey, this is what we do and this is how it works, but I don't ever talk about it and I don't ever reiterate I don't ever repeat myself because then then no one's going to really know what I do. And I find this happens a lot. Um, and people say, well, people don't really understand what I do. It's because you don't talk about it enough. And mm-hmm. they say, well, I've already said that or I get bored saying that. Yeah, you're the business owner. You're going to get bored with it. It's the same thing over and over because the people that know you, know you today, they don't, they aren't going to be the same people that know you next year. There's going to be a ton of new people that you've met that have come into your sphere, whether it's in social or email or or whatnot. And so I really try and get people to understand you have one message and you might have a hook. So my message is marketing can be minimal and it can still work and it can still make you successful. That's my one message. But it's the hook of creating one year of social content in a day. That's the hook or creating one year of content in five days. And that's the whole plan. So those are the two hooks. But it doesn't mean that the message is any different. Whether I'm talking about email marketing uh, in a day or blogging in a day or podcasting in a day, it doesn't matter. Those are just the hooks that are interesting to different audiences. But my message is always the same. I can think of a couple of other services that you could add as well. Um, I mean, some of them I think you probably uh, like an SEO consultant. Not so that they do the work, but they help clients understand uh, some of the critical factors in SEO. You know, I mean. Yeah. They, yeah we actually was, have a, a partner that we work with that does um, ads and they do the SEO as well. They do SEO yeah. like components, but yeah. they really do work with our clients because that's one of the things that our clients come to us for, like you just said, like that they, they need to want to understand it. They want to know. If I'm doing X, then it, then Y should happen, right? <laughs> and so that's what the, our partner does. And I'm really grateful that we found them because that training aspect is so important. It is. And I think, so I'll give you an example. Uh, so when COVID hit, um, I think that was around the time frame. We were, uh, that, we were switching. I was switching from uh, one SEO company to another and the SEO company actually fired me. Wait, no, was that that one? No. <laughs> yeah, no. I've, I, I, you know, in 27 years of business, I, I started doing SEO, like really involved in it from a, a high, uh, high level uh, when it first came out. I was like, I've, I've been on top of it for ages. Well, I, I forget what the whole scenario was, but I, I, um, I ended up um, saying, you know what? I think businesses are going to be a little slow for us. So I'm going to dive into the technical aspect of SEO because at, at that point, all I did was use a consultant and they did all the work. And then mm-hmm. I would talk to them on a strategic level. And I said, you know what? I'm going to use this next year wisely and really dive in because we kept going through SEO companies, mm-hmm. right? And I wasn't, I wasn't ever happy with them. And this is not unusual. That just happens all the no. time. No, <laughs> I don't mean with me. I mean unfortunately. With, yeah. yeah. And so- I took the next year and I actually hired an SEO coach who, you know, who would, who had a methodology for teaching me all about SEO from a technical standpoint. 
And I was amazed when I got involved and I'm like, oh my God, everything I thought SEO was about was completely wrong. Mm-hmm. And I was never, never told any of this. And my SEO companies didn't know what the heck they were doing. Mm-hmm. They were so bad. And so, um, so then, you know, we just took that all over in house really. And, uh, and uh, you know, our SEO results got so much better too. But, um, but when I, you know, as part of my process, I had to start reading a lot about SEO mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it is a huge field, you know, you know, I just have to be super interested in it. So I don't mind kind of spending time on it, but, but to have a coach, yeah, someone who can say, Hey, 25% of your results comes from link building. Okay. Like, do you give me an example? The, the last SEO company I said I had, what they said to me was, you don't have to do any link building at all. Um, it'll just happen. <laughs> right. And when I got involved, I'm like, mm-hmm. that is so full of crap. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so, you know, so, you know, I, I think find having it a, a lot. Yeah, I know. So having it, and you know, the reason why she, uh, she said that was because it's really hard. It's really mm-hmm. hard to do link building. So they're like, okay, well, let's do all the other stuff and leave the link building just organically because it's so hard, mm-hmm. and and it's and it can be really expensive, and we'll just blow we'll blow the the budget out of the clients when they hear how much it's going to be. So, um, so I so I'm just I'm thinking back at that minimalist approach, and you know, SEO is a part of that. SEM, which is like you said, mm-hmm. uh, search engine um, marketing from from ads. Um, Social media more like how to how to increase your social media presence, like more consultative type of stuff than actually I think you're doing the the nuts and bolts of really kind of getting the stuff out there. But what's the next level? And I can think the next level is more strategic with people who are really experts at that field who are willing to bill out at an hourly basis instead of taking on the project. Yeah, something to think about for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, do you get calls like that, you think? A lot of our days are strategic, so we we do everything together and a lot of people want that from us. So that's why we've kind of stuck with it. Um, you know, the first half of our day is strategic and we also offer what's called an a la carte day, which is where somebody who doesn't want the implementation piece, but they come to us for that strategic piece, kind of like that hourly rate you're talking about. Um so yeah, so we have something like that, um, and I feel like it's been working for us so far. And um, I do a lot of that strategy. So you, do. you know, when yeah, you yeah. talk about increasing social media, when you talk about um, you know doing SEM, doing SEO, and, and having all those pieces going working together, not just the implementation piece. That's really what the first part of each of the days is about. Because a lot of people spend too much time on the strategic part, and then they don't actually get to the implementation. Yeah, um, well, and we've yeah. had clients that have they have their own team you know, in-house and they'll say, let let me sit down with you. Let's do the strategic part. And so in one day we'll get four strategic pieces in. So they'll essentially do four days in one, but then they'll send that information to their VAs, to their in-house team and say, 
here's the process, go do it. And they can, but because we've already done the strategy. So that's another thing that we've done. It's just not one of those, it's one of those more niche things that we do um, that not everybody needs or asks us for. So we do that on a, like an a la carte basis when we have. Yeah. I think it what made me think of it was like, you, you, you have like this menu yeah, and, and, mm-hmm. you know, and being able to someone to look at that menu for any part of their business and just check off, oh, I need this. Like I, another thing I thought of is, you know, I don't think people would jump to this, but if they were educated, I think they will like KPIs, right? Mm-hmm. A KPI consultant. You know, I mean, the biggest mistake that people make in marketing, in my opinion, is they don't measure and, yep. and you got to mm-hmm. measure it because we're great. Now we just jumped to SEO and SEM, right? And we talked a little bit social media. But there are a lot of other marketing methods out there. There's still mm-hmm. direct mail. There's email marketing. There's, you know, there's just, just a whole bunch of other, there's trade publications still out there. There's, mm-hmm. you know, there's all this different stuff. And, um, and that's, that's really that, that crux of that is that it's about diversification because when you put all your time into just social media or just SEO or just one thing, that's when all those other things get neglected. And then you wonder why your marketing quote unquote isn't working. Because you're not spreading that around and you're not actually looking for those leads in other sources. You're kind of focusing all on one. It's like having five kids and going, okay, this one's got to be a doctor. The rest of them can do whatever they want, but this one has to be a doctor. Yeah. And maybe that kid's just not really good at, you know, the sciencey things, but you know, he's really good at baking or something. I don't know. And so then you're like really disappointed that it just didn't work out, you know, but that's what we do with social media. We make it this like big, big thing or SEO or Social, or, you know, the ads is SEM is a huge thing. Ads is just one of those things people think they have to do. Otherwise, no, their business isn't going to work. And it's just not true. And so that's why I find that the diversification, like you're saying, trade publications, whenever I can get someone to do something that's out of the quote unquote norm today, that's what I'm going to put them towards. I'm going to focus them towards that. Yes, we're going to do some social. Yes, we're going to do some email. A lot of people ignore email and it's actually one of the highest um, grossing pieces for leads. Um, and so I try to get people to spread a little bit of a time in each one, and then let's find that weird random thing that we can throw in here, um, that maybe, you know, all the authors are podcasting. Let's find out what authors aren't doing and put you there as an author or all the coaches are doing this. Let's find out where the coaches aren't and stick you in there. Cause I have a coach that actually works with a bunch of lawyers and, he works with, he brings in coaches to a lawyer's group. He didn't start a coach's group. He started a lawyer's group. Wow. So, you know, just kind of some different things like that. And you're having that out of the box thinking that says, where are all my peers and how do I go the other direction so that I can find leads that they're not even trying to go after? I have a good lead for you. Um, uh, my my um, business partner's nephew, his SEO company sp- specializes in lawyers. Oh, and awesome. They do lawyers and accountants. And yeah. um and they're really good. They're they're really really good. They just that's what they do and it's called nine sale, the 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 letter nine sale. And I I definitely see how that could help. Uh, yeah. That in, yeah, absolutely. That Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. Um good. Well, you know, uh, it's really good stuff. That's kind of all the time we have for today, but I really like what you're doing. I think it makes complete sense. Um uh you know, I think it makes complete sense to kind of have someone like you to strategize with too. So I'd like to thank so very much Elizabeth, Elizabeth Pampelon from Absolute Marketing for coming on today's podcast. 
If you like today's podcast, please feel free to share it with a friend and also subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. And also, if you like today's podcast, um, please give us a review. Uh, as long as it's five star, uh, all my <laughs> reviews have been five stars. I don't want to ruin that. Uh, and if it and if it's not, if you didn't like something about it, which I doubt you you didn't, uh, call me and uh, and tell me about it. Uh, uh, so, but if you're looking for a line of credit for your business, you can call us at eight six two two zero seven four one one eight or visit our website at fscreditline.com. Again, that's fs as in financing solutions creditline.com. Elizabeth, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, how would they go about doing that? They can go to my website at getabsolutemarketing.com or they can visit our podcast at marketingminimalism.com. Good stuff. And if our listeners are are interested, I uh, tweet daily, uh, almost daily, uh, about really good business ideas. Um, and I tweet at S Halasnik, S H A L A S N I K, which of course is my name. And all of those of you out there, uh, summer is coming around the corner. Uh, it's a good time for all of us to revisit tons of things in our lives. And maybe one of them is to revisit working with Elizabeth. Um, it's, I think it's always good to have someone like her in your corner. Uh, and give her a call and I'm sure she'll talk to you for free. And yes. then, yep. And then, you know, see if there's some type of synergy there. So everybody have a fantastic day. Get out there and enjoy the roses when they come out. And we'll, we'll talk to you at the ne next episode of the Entrepreneur MBA podcast.